The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Our weekday podcast is brought to you by Booper, supporting the health of millions of Australians. Because life happens. Find out more at booper.com.au. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Friday the 24th of July. In your Squiz today, COVID cases continue to rise, deficit numbers, alarming levels of famine in Yemen, and a not-so-light Friday Lights. This is your Squiz today. National Cabinet meets today, Claire. No surprises that the situation in Victoria will be top of the agenda. The state reporting 403 new cases and five deaths yesterday. That's right. And what the Premier there, Daniel Andrews, said is that they'll have a new $300 payment for people who don't have sick leave. What the issue there is that too many people are leaving home to go to work uh, when they're waiting for their COVID-19 test results. So, he hopes that that payment will encourage them to stay at home. Everyone in masks as of yesterday, of course. Just to give a bit more detail on those in hospital in Victoria, as of yesterday, there were 40 people in intensive care and the Victorian Health Minister has also said four children are in hospital recovering from coronavirus. 20% of hospital patients are under the age of 50. To some other states, and there's an update for New South Wales and Queensland residents on border restrictions. If you're from the Fairfield area of Sydney, you can no longer head across the border to Queensland. Fairfield joins Liverpool, Campbelltown and the entire state of Victoria as those on that banned list. Looking around the world, and we touched on this earlier in the week, big concerns from the World Health Organization about what's happening in South Africa. There is, and it recorded a record 572 COVID-19 deaths yesterday. Experts there think the death toll is much higher than that. Uh, concern, of course, that South Africa, which has half the number of coronavirus cases in Africa, will be a precursor to a surge in cases across that continent. Things also still escalating in the US. In the past two weeks, it recorded more than 915,000 new cases, more than the whole month of June. Globally, there have been 15.3 million cases, 625,000 deaths. Almost 8.7 million people have recovered from the virus. Our Treasurer, Josh Frydenberg, gave his economic update yesterday. We knew the numbers would be big, Claire. As of end of June, the budget was $85.8 billion in the red. Of course, you'd remember last election, there were lots of declarations of getting the budget back in black. There was even a mug to celebrate it, but it didn't happen. And looking ahead to the current financial year, it looks like we'll end up $184.5 billion in deficit. Heading also up is our unemployment rate. It's predicted to reach 9.25% in the December quarter and a lot more debt added to our already fairly steep debt pile. Over to the Middle East and Yemen has been in a devastating civil war for years now and its people, as a consequence, Claire, are facing what the UN says are alarming levels of famine. 
of course, it's been in war. It's also had floods, a locust plague, and COVID-19 is really stretching resources there. That's because international agencies are redeploying their funds and Mm. it seems that Yemen is coming up short, particularly to address that food insecurity issue. We've been asked to do a squeeze shortcut by a number of listeners about Yemen and what's going on there. We've heard you and you can expect that in the coming weeks. Since the death of George Floyd in May, there have been violent protests across the US. A number of cities are still seeing high levels of violence. And in response, Donald Trump has announced he's sending in federal agents to partner with local authorities. Look, if you've ever watched a TV drama that's based on American police, you'll know that that won't go down particularly well with local law enforcement agencies. They never seem to like FBI agents coming in and mucking up with their investigations. So uh, lots of commentary about how that's actually going to work. Since those protests, Donald Trump really has doubled down on this law and order part of his uh, election campaign. Of course, we've got an election in November and his side of politics backing law enforcement seems to be a bit of an emerging theme. On Law and Order, 73-year-old former firefighter Leonard Warwick is known as the family court bomber Claire. Yesterday he was found guilty of three murders from back in the 80s. And it's likely that he'll spend the rest of his life in jail following that guilty verdict. He'll be sentenced in August and this is a case that had a very high profile in the 80s when there was a number of Sydney bombings uh, and also murders related to the family court. Warwick was involved with the court and a case there for the fight of custody of his daughter following a divorce from his wife. He was arrested in 2015 and his case took more than two years to hear. Long time coming, that one. Now landing on Mars is something only the US and Russia have achieved. China has had a go before but with no luck. They're having another crack. They are, and it's called The Quest for Heavenly Truth, which seems rather poetic for a very big scientific effort. What they're going to do, or what they're hoping to do at least, is to take a rover and an orbiter to Mars. The rover is set to land on Mars and carry out a whole bunch of scientific experts, particularly looking for underground water and the existence of ancient life. So if they're able to pull that off, they really do enter that realm of Russia and the US as leaders in space exploration. It's busy up there at the moment. The UAE have a rover orbiting Mars. NASA's sent to launch its own later this week. Busy times. To Friday lights and a not-so-Friday lights this week. Some reports estimate that half of all Americans will be reluctant to embrace a vaccine to COVID if one is found. You've got a podcast on that topic. Yeah, the New York Times, the daily podcast, which we do reference uh, every now and then, they had a... a episode out this week that seeks to explain uh, vaccination hesitancy, they call it. But there's all sorts of other things tied into a reluctance, it seems, by a whole lot of Americans to be immunised, particularly with a coronavirus vaccine on the agenda. I'll pop a link to that in your episode notes, along with a recipe for an olive oil and zucchini bread, which you baked for me this week, Claire, and it was a winner. 
Yeah, I thought it was a winner too. I'm glad you liked it. I uh, had a f- those ingredients in the fridge and it was a really easy one and even better uh, for that mid-morning, oh, I need to procrastinate a little bit and maybe baking something's a good idea. You don't need any equipment. You just mix it all by hand. So it's a good one. Oh, I love that. And I was very grateful that you made it for me. <laughs> Finally, the email subject line, Claire. I'm hoping for a swifty tune given she's announced she's dropping a surprise <laughs> new album. I think we've used basically every Taylor Swift lyric in in history uh, for subject lines. So no, I haven't gone for her. I've gone. I dispute that. <laughs> There's plenty more, you reckon? <laughs> I've gone for um, "You Spin Me Right Round, Baby." Um, that, of course, the full lyric is like a record, baby, round round. There's lots of records it seems this week that are being broken and spun. Whether it's coronavirus cases, whether it's record levels of debt and deficit there's not particularly great records being broken all over the place bit of a downer to finish the week we don't usually like to do that but if you're a swifty fan nothing will stop you from enjoying that fantastic news that she's dropping a new album enjoy that today (laughs) that's all from us this week thank you for listening to the swiss day podcast as always a big shout out to those especially in and around melbourne who are in lockdown trying times down there we'll chat to you on monday The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesquiz.com.au. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super, one of Australia's most awarded super funds. It can be hard to know where the best place to grow your super is, but with awards like CanStar's Outstanding Value three years in a row and Money Magazine's 2024 Ultra Long-Term Performance, Aware Super's 1.1 million members can be confident their super is in good hands. Visit aware.com.au forward slash awards to find out more. Awards are only one consideration. Read the PDS and TMD on the website.